This is Daniel Fagella, and you're listening to the AI in Business podcast. Our episode this week is focusing on logistics and shipping, and our interviewee is Dorothy Lee. This episode will be formally introduced by our managing editor, Matthew DeMello. You will hear Matt on occasion through this year. We have some episodes where Matt is actually our host, and Matt is also helping us with introducing our guests. So intros and outros, he is helping to master the art of audio here and help us to scale our material so we can produce more good work for you guys. So without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Matt for the intro, and then I will be the one actually conducting this interview. Matt, over to you. Thanks so much, Daniel. Today's guest is Dorothy Lee, Chief Technology Officer of Convoy, a logistics and software company based in Seattle that has raised nearly a billion dollars in funding. Dorothy spent over a decade at Amazon, where she served as Vice President, first of User Experience, then of BI and Analytics Services at AWS. In conversation with Daniel on today's episode, Dorothy explores a logistics use case for AI capabilities in predictive inventory. In particular, she dives into where AI is helping to overcome challenges in the lack of equipment, such as mobile apps and GPS, that truckers use as compared to other last-mile and delivery drivers. She observes that logistics is still new to this use case, with only a few major players making headway, and thus the sector lacks what she calls the granularity of data that we see in manufacturing and elsewhere. But of course, that stands to change as we look forward into the future. Without further ado, here's their conversation. So Dorothy, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's great to be on. Yeah. And we're going to be diving into a problem space that you're awful close to in the domain of freight and logistics. In this particular case, we're talking about when we can expect shipments. We know from kind of the manufacturing world where we've done oodles of interviews, if we get too much of something or not enough of something or something to not show off on, on time, the downstream impacts are almost hard to calculate sometimes. It's, it's, it's a big deal. So today, I know that this is actually kind of a complex problem. Maybe you could walk us through how are logistics and shipping companies able to project and communicate those kind of problems today? Yeah. You know, you, you really mentioned this is one of the acute problems in the industry, particularly in something like manufacturing or automotive, where they have just-in-time manufacturing. Yeah. And if something doesn't get there on time, the entire factory gets shut down. So it's super expensive. And so what, you know... It may or may not be surprising to, to the audience that there's very little visibility in supply chain logistics today. And in fact, that is one of the, one of the big problems in supply chain. We think it's one of the big unlock in supply chain. And, you know, many things are done, you know, manually. There's no GPS tracking and the driver, most of them, unless they're actually using convoy. They don't actually use a mobile app, which means that there's no tracking. There's very little understanding of when they're going to get there. And so what happens today is that a somebody, a broker or a shipper, when they, when they need to know the ETA, they literally have to call the carrier and say, where's my truck? And then you get into this back and forth, maybe phone call or email. By the time they know that the shipment's going to be late, it's already too late. Huh. So, and thank God I don't work in logistics. So thank the many, the, the whole pantheon of gods above us that I don't. But I, I can imagine what this might look like in practice. You could tell me if this is real because I'm going to need to reality check this. I'm waiting for my shipment of 
some kind of automotive engine part. And I have somebody named Susan, and Susan, every four hours, is calling all the different people for whom we're expecting some kind of delivery in, let's say, the next week, and totally reality-checking expectations on all of my calls, like manually, either by email or by phone. Is Are there people devoted to this? Because it sounds like it's manual contact that's communicating this info. That's right. There's definitely people devoted to this, and that's why... It's a very labor-intensive business. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds, well, it's, it's patently obvious. You know, people in, in banking are like, oh, our industry is so far behind the time. And you know what? <laughs> they're, they're right, but I tell them there are industries way farther behind the time than you. You know, logistics is on like yellow pads, like they're operating yeah. on yellow pads and phone calls. So clearly an issue. And I guess the, the thing that this leads to, is a lot of manual time that you brought up. It sounds like the other downside is the transparency is kind of up in the air. The person shipping it has to kind of estimate where their driver is. The person calling has to reach somebody in order to get the information. So there's kind of a slowness and an inefficiency problem. Are those the the main kind of downsides of the current state of affairs? Right. That's one. And I'll just add that it's not for the lack of trying. The industry, you know, in the recent years, there's also been a lot of technology investments into the freight industry, trying to get more visibility. So there are a number of companies that are trying to solve this problem, but because they don't directly carry the freight, and so often what they're doing is aggregating whatever data they can get. And so you don't have the kind of granularity you need at a per shipment level, per truck level, to be able to say, okay, the shipment is, even if you know the shipment is late, you don't know why it's late. Is it the facility is congested, the driver cannot get into the facility? Or is it because there's some, you know, road condition, the driver's actually, you know, and how late it really is? And what is the, you know, do you have, you know, up to the minute ETA? Or is it up to the hour, which is, it's also a problem as well is actionable insight into the freight. Yeah. So the, the why, not just the what, like, okay, it is delayed. Well, that's not enough information. I need to know how far delayed. I need to know why. Oh, this is the granularity you're talking about. That's right. Cool. So this, this tees us up very naturally into the nature of this podcast, which is about where AI and data add value to business processes. You know, some of the things that you're articulating, you know, okay, let's have the drivers bring along an app and then we'll know where they are. Let's have the drivers be able to click an option of what's holding them up. And now we know what's holding them up. Those things don't necessarily involve AI and, and certainly not everything in the solution does, but walk us through maybe where data and algorithms kind of fit into this mix to help solve it. Yeah. Well, let me start by saying that, you know, we often on the consumer side take for granted that these days, everyone have a mobile app and, yeah. you know, you go take a Uber you haul Uber and then that Uber driver has the app and has GPS enabled. Yes. That is not true in trucking. You know, imagine, <laughs> you know he's doing a long haul mode. You know, he's, he wants to focus on the, on the road. And so many, many truck drivers, I would say majority of the truck drivers, unless they're hauling a convoy shipment, is not really using the mobile app that has GPS tracking. And so what a important decision, I think one of the most crucial decisions that Convoy made back in you know, early when we started in 2015, 2016, was A, the fact that you know, there was the rise of mobile phone. Mobile phones were starting to become really ubiquitous. We thought it was no longer a big burden 
to for carers to give every driver a mobile phone. And B, we sort of made a decision that every truck driver, if you are hauling a convoy, a shipment on through convoy, you're going to enable GPS tracking. You're going to use our mobile app. And that decision at the time is controversial. And today what that means is that we have over 95% of you know, compliance. And it means that we're now able to track almost a thousand data points on every shipment. And so what that means is we have up to the minute ETA for the truck driver. We know exactly where that shipment is. We also collect information we also two ways. Not only do we know where the driver is, the driver's given us that information, they can also give feedback to the shipper, to the facility. So sometimes if the facility is really congested or if they have an issue in the facility, they can let us know. So that also helps improve the shipper's operation. And shippers tell us that they really appreciate that part. Got it. So in terms of where kind of the data and AI fit into the mix here. I mean, some of the stuff like, hey, tell the shipper what is going wrong. Number one, I think you're bringing up a great point, which is don't even take that for granted because them having a mobile phone and pushing buttons is very different than what it's been for 50 years, which is get behind the wheel. You got, you know, a beverage, but hopefully some food because you're driving for a long time and you sit there and plow down. You're not, you're not clicking and clacking on apps. That's not part of this job. You know, like you said, in consumer, we take that for granted. So even that is new and, and sort of part of what, what the space needs to level up. In terms of the, the data, something like location, if we have GPS, doesn't feel like any proprietary algorithm necessarily needs to be in the mix there. Are there places where some of this information gets used for projections and estimates via AI or where some of this feedback from these options that they click about what's holding them up? sort of feeds a, a broader system in some sense. Where, where does the data start to, yeah, I guess, be, be leveraged by an algorithm in some way for, for this process? Yeah, yeah. yeah we actually have a, a machine learning model into, <laughs> called driver-laid model. And so huh. it's a machine learning model that kind of predicts the probability that a driver will be late. And using a combination of real-time Google Maps CTA as well as shipment-specific data, such as if there's a delay at a pickup, or if there's, you know, if the if there's another convoy load that is holding up somehow, and so this model is able to detect when a driver is late more than an hour in advance, you know, majority of the time. So, and it's actually higher. It's because it uses not just the maps data, and as there are other things that are taking into consideration, it's actually more accurate than just using the ETA. Got it. And we don't have to talk about your exact secret sauce, but I'm going to throw hypothetical examples out there and you can let me know if at least I'm talking about the right kind of thing. So the things I would presume could be added in to to things along these lines might be weather, might be historical instances of traffic along certain lines. How likely is there to be some kind of a big spur up of, you know, traffic in a certain area? Trying to think of what other sort of outside factors. But what you're getting at is that it's more than just what we could pull out of Waze or we could pull out of, you know, Apple Maps or or what have you. And it's more than just their own moving cell phone. Again, my presumption is weather and maybe some other third party kind of things. Is this ultimately what this is drinking in or am I on the right page here? That's right. That's right. We also okay. have information about the facility as well. So sometimes we find that the, the driver is just waiting at the facility or, or actually he's outside the facility but can't get in, for example. Yeah, yeah. Information like that. The neat thing is we 
net then can proactively notify the shipper about when it's going to lay, and they can actually do yeah. something about it. Or if the shipper is asking for ETA, we actually have an NLP algorithm that is automatically, you know, instantly responds back. So imagine if you're asking, where's my truck? Midnight, yeah. Sunday night, if you, it's human staffed operation, it's going to take 24 hours to get back to you. Yeah. And this is where machine learning and NLP is at its best. I mean, with this, you know, the state of art of NLP has moved so much in the last oh, few years. Yeah, huge. It's majority of these of these requests can now be answered automatically. Got it. Okay, so we got you know two broadly speaking two different use cases here. Obviously, there there some of these are predicated on very basic things happening. Like, can we have a smartphone in the truck? Like, <gasps> you know, mind numbingly, like uh, just brain exploding stuff. But of course, again, that's new. We take it for granted. We shouldn't. Again. This is a, it's a very stodgy space and I'm not, it's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. So there's that. There is the, the projecting of time based on various and sundry factors where, you know, driver late algorithm. It's, it's good to, it's good that it has a very overt name. It's, it's not a, there's no, no question about what that algorithm is about. So, and that's great because, you know, I think about it when I'm waiting for an Uber or when I'm waiting for food to be delivered, I do literally everything on the phone. I mean, the laundry, it's all an app, right? It's, everything is. The the yeah. the apps that can tell me they'll be here at this time, like I'm I'm often shocked when it comes to Uber and Lyft in terms of you'll be there at 5.07. It's like, really? You know, it never takes me that long to get there. And it's like you arrive at 5.08 or something 35 minutes later. It's insane. So right. if that's useful for me getting to a meeting, that's got to be all the more useful for a company that absolutely needs these engine parts to have their 400 people at a factory go to work that day. So very different, different level of urgency. So that's important. And then the NLP, we'll talk a little bit about this. You and I talked off microphone. I had mentioned to you that we at Emerge, you know, if you, if you said, Hey, Dan, you've interviewed 2000 people. Here's a piece of paper, write down every logistics use case you can think of that you've run into. It would be a while until I hit anything chat related because it's so uncommon in this space. But what you're getting at is that part of your guys' solution does involve chat. And it sounds like it's chat for very simple kinds of intent. Is it primarily just questions of where's my truck? When's it going to arrive? What, what's the, I guess, the possibility space of questions that the systems can handle? Because these things aren't magical, right? We're not at AGI yet. What's the bounding box of question? things yeah. that, that AI can handle. Yeah. And um, so majority of our use case right now is answering stuff like where's my stuff, but also a big use case is confirming a schedule. So imagine that you have a facility in, I don't know, Louisville, Kentucky, and that facility is open, you know, 24 hours or sometimes eight to 10. And, and you have various, you know, slots to schedule a pickup or delivery of a truck. And so if you have 100 shipments that need to be received that day, you need to be able to have, you need to schedule these trucks to arrive. And so that you have, you know, you have the right people there to be facilitating that. And so a lot of the email processing we do is confirming, it's as simple as confirming, hey, you are, this shipment is going to be there at 7 a.m just a quick confirmation or asking when this shipment can arrive. Yeah. So, and, and I think, well, some of the people tuned in 
will know this, others won't. Some people say, well, you know, telling us when the shipment's going to arrive, well, you just pull it out of a database. Like, what's so hard about that? Well, I, the hard part, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Dorothy, because you're, you're up close and personal with this product, is is determining the intent, right? When we receive a message, it's not self-evident that they're asking this question, that question, this question, that. Some people type in all caps, when does it show up, right? And That's and right. we need we need to know that that relates to this truck. And we need to know that right. that relates to that that is a request for time. And so it's categorizing the intent where the challenge comes from. And it sounds like for some of these these common intents around arrivals or aligning shipments, et cetera, you have enough permutated data of past messaging to be able to, generally speaking, send out some of the low-hanging fruit kind of messages. Yeah. And, you know, the the state of, you know, I actually started in at Amazon a working on Amazon's customer service applications. Back then, that was the dream yeah. <laughs> to be able to automatically reply to emails. And the state of the NLP development really is that many of these things can be, you can tease out the intent exactly yeah. and figure out what the entity that you need to grab. And then is it talking about scheduling? Or is it talking, is it confirming a schedule? Yeah. Or is it asking and really under, you know, that's getting its leaps and bounds since when I started Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a totally, a totally different level at this point. And the same kind of thing, if I call over to Alexa behind me right now, I, I hope it doesn't turn on, by the way, in the middle of our interview. But you know, if I if I say to buy something, you know, it's got to figure out, am I talking about, is that the name of a music band? Is that the name of a product? Is that the name of a, right? This is the same distilling of intent. It's not obvious. And of course, in your guys' case, it's not obvious either. But with the advancement of NLP, we've been able to get there. Final question, just because we do have the time here that I'll bounce off you. We've talked about two use cases. One is sort of estimating arrivals, very, very critical in many, many sectors. Second is around handling some of these low-hanging fruit use cases. When you look ahead at the next five years in the domain of logistics, which I've said many times here, it's a little behind the eight ball in technology, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's just where we're starting. Where do you think we'll see the most progress in terms of the improvement of data infrastructure and kind of just basic digital transformation, getting up to speed. Where, where, do, where do you see the most ramp up and effort being put behind that? Because I think a lot of people in your space, they want to be modernized and they're wondering how the heck this industry will evolve. I think at, at the very beginning, I mentioned that I think visibility and transparency is really key. And that's it's key actually to many you know, industries transformation, if you look at the patterns of kind of travel agents, it, there's this information asymmetry that you had before. And then with internet and with mobile phone, and more people have, you know, transparency to pricing and to how these things work. And then that really enabled disruption in these, you know, the, uh, in these industries. I think the same thing is happening with logistics as well. Hmm. As more and more, you know, I think we're going to see more IoT and you know mobile phone usage in the trucking industry. It's, it really is is key to enabling to be able to see the data throughout the shipment lifecycle. And my take is that the industry, much like some of the other industries before us, are going to see data and visibility and more transparency, which allows a different kind of conversation to happen, which allows the independent truck drivers, you know, the owner-operator trucking companies to be able to have access to 
things that they've never had access before, that maybe information only a broker had before. Now, I think we're also going to see the democratization of freight to much more of the long tail trucking companies, that the kinds of companies that the convoy serves. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, certainly a lack of that transparency. Now, my my hope is that that focus on improving transparency in the way that you've articulated it, the the modern the requirements for modernizing, whether it be IoT, whether it be data infrastructure, whether it be the use of software, that that will also spread to the other dark corners of of this industry as well. But I think it, it's it seems to be where the attention is paid. And I hope it's a good beachhead for for AI to take off in that space. So hopefully a good painted picture for those of you listening in in logistics of where things are headed into the future. Dorothy, I know that's all we have for time on this episode, but thank you so much for being able to join us. Thank you for having me. In wrapping up this episode, it's interesting how far along logistics is in some use cases Dorothy is mentioning today over others, such as the scheduling confirmation example she brings up at the end of the podcast. Obviously, that's something manufacturing leaders are well familiar with for the ends of avoiding unplanned downtime. On behalf of Daniel and the entire team here at Emerge, thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll catch you next time on the AI and Business Podcast. 